Hi, everyone. Glad to see you today on ALM's Thursday Prayer Gathering on this January 21st, 21. So glad to have you watching today, and so glad to have our, our faithful prayer warriors here with us today. We're expecting something great from God, and I hope you are, those who are watching. If you have a need, just give that need, that care. Cast it over on the Lord and watch Him change your life. Because the day is a day of change. This is a year of change. This is a year of new things. Let go of the old and grasp hold of the new and watch the Lord Jesus just do some great and abundant things in your life. It's nothing like being a Christian. Oh, people may tell you something, the devil will say, oh, it's boring. Oh, it's not boring being a Christian. Not when you know who you are in Christ. And not when you will take uh, uh, the plan or go, to, go with the plan of what God has for you today. Because that's what we're going to be talking about today. The committed, committed to the call is my title. Title, committed to the call. And when you know you are committed and you know who you are in Christ, you can have a wonderful life. And God will lead you day by day into new things. Praise the Lord. So let's get into our message right now. And then we'll go into prayer. If you, we do have a place on the internet where you can call in your prayer request, please do that. We'd love to pray for your needs. Whatever you're going through, we'd love to pray for you and see God change your situation completely. Praise the Lord. Commit it to the call. Now, our pastor's been preaching on the calling of God, being the call. And I'm going to go into a little bit more, a little deeper. I'm a, I'm a teacher, so I explain things. He, gets, he hits the highlights, and I go into it a little deeper. So I hope you learned something today. And, I, and this message, you probably have heard some of the things here, those here in the room before. But this is for those out there. I feel it's what the Lord wants everyone to hear. Our text is Romans 11:29. Romans 11:29 is my first scripture. We have two text scriptures, but the first one is Romans 11:29. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, or it means without repentance, or you could say it can't be changed. God's not going to change your gift. You can, your and your calling. You can, you can. Pray and ask him and ask him, but he has a plan for us all, already before we were even born, what he had planned for us. So he's not going to change his mind when it comes to that. And that's what the Apostle Paul was writing about. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They will not, without change, cannot be changed. Let's turn to 2 Timothy, which has been our scripture for the year here at Abundant Living Ministries. 2 Timothy, the first chapter, 1 through 14. I'm going to read more than just that verse. I'm going to read several scriptures here. Starting at the first verse of chapter 1 of 2 Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. I want you to notice words here. I'm finding out when I'm reading the scripture uh, in this late years of my life or either the time or the season that God has a church in, words are just jumping out at me that I never noticed before. Maybe just read over and didn't think about it. But I want you to notice words. Let the Lord speak to you through words, because words are powerful. Words are there to change our life and to change our atmosphere and to destroy the works of the devil. 
First, verse 4. Greatly desiring to see you, Paul says, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us. This is our yearly scripture. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began. Our, do you know your gifts and your callings were in God before, inside of God before he even created the heavens and the earth? Before time began, he had a place for us in his kingdom. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 10 but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Now, we wouldn't know about these call, gifts and callings if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, our Lord. He lets us know. By the revelation of Jesus, we are coming into our own, so to speak. Verse 11, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher, of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. I think it's the things of being a preacher and being an apostle and being a teacher of the Gentiles. We know when he was saved, Ananias told him what he was going to have to go through as a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher to the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, hallelujah, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We invite your Holy Spirit to reveal what you want revealed through this message today in the name of the Lord. In verses 8 through 12, the Apostle Paul talks about the calling and how he committed his calling back to God. I believe the best way to act on your calling is to believe it in it. First, you've got to believe in your calling. And then give it back to God. Give that calling, that, that, that unction that's inside of you, that yearning that's inside of you to do things for God. That unction, that yearning. Give it back to God so he can fulfill the call in you. We can't do it in ourselves. Although many try and fail, the Lord has to work the call in us. We have to be fully committed. Fully committed. This is, what the, this is what he was explaining to young Timothy. 
this young traveler, or he was also not only a traveler, but an attache of Paul, had to be a willing, obedient vessel to be used by God to carry out the calling God had placed on him. In verses 13 and 14, he was being told to be loyal to the faith and hold fast to sound words or the doctrine taught to him by Paul. God puts leaders over us, and they're going to teach us words of God. They're going to teach us doctrine as the Spirit of God reveals to that pastor or that prophet or that apostle or evangelist, whoever you're sitting under. And that's why we have to be careful that we don't go here and there and everywhere and, and listen too many uh, bifold ministries because we can get confused because they are relating to you through their call. Yes. If you can understand that. And we are all called to sit in certain places and be in certain places. So let's read that again. Verses 13 and 14. It says, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That, that good thing which was committed to you Keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. The apostle then told Timothy to keep the good thing that was committed to him by the Holy Spirit. Keep it. That was committed to you. In verses 6 and 7, Paul reminds Timothy of the gift he received by the laying on of hands. It could have been the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Or... It could have been one of the 12 gifts of 1 Corinthians 12. Or maybe it was one of the Ephesians 4th chapter 11 through 12 church leadership gifts. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. These verses do not tell us. Whatever gift it was, he was telling Timothy to not be afraid in the using of this gift. Paul was saying, Timothy, when the spirit of fear comes on you, remember God did not give you a spirit of fear. He has given you power and love and of a sound mind. The Lord is saying that to us too. He has given us gifts and he has given us a calling. And he wants us to work in them. But sometimes fear will hold us back. Fear of people, fear of a rejection or whatever the fear may be. Fear of whether, is this really of God or not of God? Is this my call or not my call? The devil will keep us confused if we allow him, but we have to cast down fear. It says, perfect love cast out all fear. In other words, you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. You're going to trust him in that gifting and in that calling, and your fear will be removed. But we have to realize it is up to us to remove that fear. We have to cast down all imaginations that will try to exalt itself over the will and knowledge of God. Cast down those imaginations. That's 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, 5th verse. We see that Paul laid hands on Timothy. He was led by the Spirit to anoint Timothy to be a pastor or teacher that would train the early church in the teachings and doctrines of Christ Jesus. You get this insight when you read 1 Timothy. Because Timothy begins to break down the church, breaks down all the parts of the church. And so we realize that Paul uh, was taught, reminded him of what, of his gifting, what he did when he laid hands on him. History says that Timothy was the pastoral leader of the Ephesus church. It was a big responsibility, but by the Holy Spirit, Tim could carry it out. 
Here in 2 Timothy, Paul knew his time on earth was short. This whole letter was to encourage Timothy to keep the faith and carry out his call. He loved Timothy, and Timothy loved Paul. And Paul was concerned about how he was going to handle life and how he's going to handle the doctrine, how he's going to handle the church, how he's going to handle the people after he went on to be with the Lord. Getting back to our title of being committed to the call, these scriptures that I read today are to, to encourage us to keep our faith and carry out our callings. The Lord calls us, and we are not to be afraid of the call, nor of using that call. Not only is each of us called, but also God gives gifts to enhance the call. That's what the gifts are for. You don't follow after your gift, you follow after your call. The gifts are there to enhance it, to make your call better, to help you to work in your call. The gifts are special God-given abilities to help us in our commitment to carry out the call. Don't shy away from it, but go after it in your prayer, the prayer life first. Do it first through prayer. And the Lord will bring you and your call to light as you humble yourself under his mighty hand where he will exalt you. That's 1 Peter 5, 6. Also, Proverbs 18, 16 which is a character book of the Bible who helps us to live a good character, to be a person of good character. It says, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. So don't try to make room for your gift. Don't try. Don't try. Let God do it. Your gift will even do it. People will recognize your giftings and will see how they want to place you in your job or in the church or how God will place us in his kingdom. Many people get ahead of God in the operation of their calling. Pride gets in there, and they fail miserably and become discouraged, where some have even given up on God. In due time, the Lord will raise you up if that is your true calling. We have to be careful, because the enemy will use our gifts to destroy us by thinking we are called in certain areas when it is not the will of God. Or we step out of, in it too soon. We get ahead of God. And we fail. And we, and we get discouraged. And we wonder, why, God, I tried. You, you told me this. I got this. I feel this on me. But you're not waiting on God, not allowing the Holy Spirit to say where and when. You must be sure that the call is the call of God. And it is His will at, at that time and that place. Just be open to the Holy Spirit and be willing to work in the kingdom of God in whatever venue until the Lord raises you up. We are supposed to be about the Father's business as Jesus was as a child. He was already about the Father's business before his ministry ever started. And we are to be about the Father's business at all times until our ministry kicks in. Especially if you feel you have a certain call on you to the fivefold ministry. We need to make sure it's from God and wait sure for the time. Timothy was an attache to Paul for years before God raised him up. Elisha was a servant of Elijah for years. God raised them up at the right time. Joshua served Moses until it was his time for ministry. Paul died. 
Elijah died. Moses died. Then their protégés were brought to the front in ministry. I'm not saying that you're, what God has for you, somebody's going to have to die before you get into it, before you activate it or get into ministry, but that's how God used these people. Their mentor had to be out of the way for them to take hold. Sometimes God will move you to a different place from your mentor to, to work in the ministry. Remember, we just have to trust God. Do not be afraid. All he wants is a yes out of you and obedience to his will. Most people's callings are not five-fold ministry callings, but all of us are called to preach and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation. So do it with all your might and faith. Acting in your call may not be the proper thing in the society you live in or in the community you live in. You may even seem strange to the world around you because your call may be so different. You may seem strange. Sometimes to the body of Christ you may seem strange. But we have to be true to our calling. We all also must be sure of our calling. Let's turn to 2 Peter First chapter 10 and 11. And I didn't have this at the beginning of my message, but the Lord, when I'm praying, kept saying this scripture, the call and election, sure. <laughs> Let me find it. I'm in 2 Peter. Let me get over here to 1 Peter. No, it's 2 Peter. I got it. 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11. It says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call an election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you are sure of your calling and your election in God, knowing who you are, these things you will never stumble, he says. For so as an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, to the church today, he's saying it as we read the scriptures, not to worry over the suffering and shame that you may go through at times, but to know whom you have believed and be persuaded that he is able to keep what you have committed to him until that day. And most of us here in this room knows what that day he's talking about. But maybe some of you out there don't know. You say, what day? The day of the Lord's return. and We will stand before God Almighty and hear him say, well done thy good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord. Hallelujah. In conclusion, we have all been called to follow Jesus and to be a witness to the lost. It is up to us to answer that call and be willing to be used by the Holy Spirit at the appointed will of God. It makes no difference whether the call is to be a witness to those we come in contact with or being in church leadership in some capacity, or called to work in the church in some position. Whatever it is, our response should be, yes, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah.